Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio, Derek and Doug talking all things Disney, and Doug, we are back with a special guest, but before we jump into the show, we need to talk iTunes reviews. Yes, iTunes reviews. We have a new one this week, Derek. It is titled Addicting, which, I mean, there's lots of things in life that are addicting. I never thought it would be us. All right, that's not the full title. It's just Addicting. I added the commentary. All right, and it's by Karenessa. With a heart with an arrow through it. That's part of her name. The heart. I don't know. I'm sure I butchered that. All right. Anyway, I'm listening to the podcast planning my 21st birthday trip as a broke bartender and hearing the guys tell everyone to tip their servers really excited me. I've been listening to the pod for a month now and I'm on episode 92. Keep up the good work, guys. Awesome. Thank addicting. You. That's better than a lot of other things that you could be doing. Being called a lot of things, and addicting's not one. Um, but so I'm guessing if she started at zero, she hasn't gotten to the shows where we say skip the first forty. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't do. You got if I guess you could go in reverse. Start with the Maybe. latest and go backwards. Yeah, that that would be fun. Hopefully, if someone does that, let uh, us know. I'd love that. Weird. That'd be weird. It would be so. And yes, tip tip everyone. Yeah. So as a former bartender. Uh, and still one of my favorite jobs ever. Keep it up. I love bartending. Yes, tip your bartenders. Tip your waiters and waitresses. Yeah. Even at the buffets at Disney World, you tip them. Just FYI, a little public service announcement. And one other quick public service announcement that uh, we got to throw in here real quick, Derek, is a change to stroller policy at Walt Disney Yes, World. big news that came out so this week. So I talked with the owner of uh, Kingdom Strollers, our good friend Matt there, and they're going to do everything they can to make it as seamless as possible for the customer experience. So if you haven't heard, they can no longer just drop it off at Bell Services and you pick it up when you get there. You drop your stroller when you leave at Bell Services. You get on Magical Express go your way now they have to meet you so right now they're working on their website to where there's going to be lots of ways to set up times different times throughout the day to meet them on your arrival day your departure day so disney being disney there was a system that was working good and they have to go and throw a wrench in it i guess the bell services were just tired of holding 20 strollers a day at the value resorts i can't think of really a real logistical reason as to how this benefits anybody but that's what Disney does. It's the rule. So Kingdom Strollers is there to make it as smooth a transition. However, if you booked before October 1st, the old rules apply. So hopefully you uh, did that. Unless you have a time machine, go back and book. Although if you have a time machine, you're doing other things. Don't worry Do about it. Do you think that. this is Disney trying to get more strollers in the park? Like get those rentals going again? I mean, they're testing the softer strollers, the Animal Kingdom now, that actually look like a stroller built in this decade or last decade or the previous decade rather than the 80s. So maybe 
because they are going to probably roll those out company-wide. But until you can take the stroller out of the park, take it to the bus, take it to Disney Springs, take it from the bus stop to your room that's the furthest away at Pop, I mean, I, I it's a different product, you know? Yep. Just apples and oranges, other than the, the apples and oranges are both fruit. We're talking about strollers. But one product you take everywhere, the other product doesn't leave the gates. So it's still... I think some people will see it and think that, oh, I'm going to have to rent from Disney now. I think they'll get a few, unfortunately. Not us. No, we're still on that commitment level of taking the stroller outside of the park. So we'll still work with Kingdom Strollers. We love those guys, and I think there's still benefit. But, yeah, that is a huge pain, especially being a parent. I love getting off Magical Express and having it right there ready to go. Yeah, it's just. But I think you're right. I think there's just too many at Bell Services. That's probably it. I mean, when I was at All-Star Movies... Music, movies, I can't even remember where I stayed. They're now. all the same. They all, no, sports is not the same as the other two, let's be honest. Um, when I was there, like the line of the scooters and strollers that they had outside of Bell Services was pretty big. And so I'm wondering if they have people, like it gets delivered and they wait like two days to pick it up and things like that too. I can see that being a headache for Disney. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, there you go. A little public service announcement on strollers. And hopefully in six months that changes. Who knows what they'll do in six months? You never know. Disney changes things all the time. They're making all sorts of announcements. We'll have to have that's, a news episode. That's why if you're listening to episode 92 and we say something about, like, currently they're doing this, it's probably changed twice by now. Yeah, that's why we got to go back to listen to those first 30 and see what we said. We should do that. You know, you don't. Our listeners don't. Yeah. Doug and I need to do no, that. No, we don't. No, we don't, Derek. Okay. Well, one day I'm going to do it. Anyway, Doug, I think it's time to get to the show. Yeah. You know what I kind of want to do? Go listen to all my cruise episodes. I like those. I do love cruise. I've been wanting to do a cruise right now. I've been seeing some of the pictures from Halloween on the high seas. I know that just, mm-hmm. uh, or not, or the all the Halloween stuff that's yeah, out right that's now. Good. That looks fun. Yeah, cruising's good, so let's talk more cruising. Well, let's talk more cruising, and Doug, one thing I've never done is an adult-only cruise. I want to, especially because right now my kids are all still awake, and I think Mom's trying to throw them in different beds as we speak. Have you ever done adult-only cruising, Doug? I have, and I've done it on DCL. It sounds magical. Well, because I haven't, we thought we'd bring a guest on who has experience with DCL. Not only a guest, but a special guest because he is a Patreon. And we love our Patreons. Brian Flock, thank you so much for supporting Rope Drop Radio and being on the show. Yeah, super, super excited to be here. Well, Brian, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your Disney background? Uh, Disney background. So um, my wife and I actually took our first Disney cruise uh, about two and a half years ago now, and that set into motion a whole slew of things. We are now Gold Castaway Club members on Disney Cruise Line and DVC owners at both the Grand Californian and uh, the Riviera uh, Resort at Walt Disney World and have been now on five Disney cruises that gives us our Gold Castaway status. And we've been to Disney World twice and Disneyland three or four times in the last two years. So, yeah. So that that is the definition of addicting. I know our podcast, they said, was addicting. addicting. Yeah. I think once you go on a Disney cruise line, that is a very similar thing. To get to five yes. in two and a half years, that's some commitment. That's impressive. Yeah. Yep. And so some of those have been adult-only 
Is that right? Yeah, two of them. Um, we did one. Our very first one actually was adult only, which is a, kind of a story. And then uh, we just got back from an 11 night cruise uh, to the Southern Caribbean that was uh, just the two of us. Nice. Adult only cruises are excellent. And they're even for 11 nights. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I would... it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So the big question is. Why would someone not want to take their kids? I know a lot of parents and people think, ooh, Disney Cruise Line, it's full of kids. Why would we want to go adults only? So what do you guys think? I So what, what drew us to Disney Cruise Line adults only was actually, so we were planning a special cruise for my birthday a few years ago. I reached out to a friend of my wife's who had worked both at Disney not for the cruise line, but uh, Disney in Orlando, and then had also then worked for, I think it was Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. And I said, I want to take a cruise. You've worked in the cruise industry. Like, which cruise should we go on if it's just going to be the two of us? And he said, Disney, hands down Disney. And I sort of said, well, we're not taking our son. I think that's a pretty important point. And and he said, I, you know, he actually he said, well, I'm, I don't have kids, and my partner and I go on Disney cruises all the time, and we have a great time. And he said the thing that sold him and the thing that's ultimately sold us is just sort of the level of service and attention to detail on the ships. Um, and so when we go on, we have a great time because we know we're getting that kind of quality service and attention to detail out of the out of the cruise line. And it just makes the experience, you know, that much better for us. So, yeah, our first Disney cruise was without kids and it was our first ever cruise. And so we kind of wanted to do it without the kids just to see if, one, I could do it without vomiting for three days. That was a big, big part. It was like a test cruise. And I think my wife was to the point where she's like, I don't care how sick you are. I'm going on a cruise. You're either coming or staying home. So I went. And that was our 10th anniversary. And we had an awesome time. And the kids, like we spent a lot of time in the adult-only area. And the kids really don't bother you there. And a lot of the kids disappear during the day. Uh, we've been on other cruise lines like where the kids don't disappear as well. Like Disney captures them and locks them away. Uh, they don't do as good a job with the, the tweens as I would like. The scavenger hunts are my most annoying thing, but that's that's just me. Um, but yeah, that was a, a big thing when we did adult only is like it seemed like the kids were less annoying on disney and uh plus we like disney so the shows everything like that was more something we enjoyed i don't know we really liked our adult only time on it derek we really did i'm jealous never having done it but i have met a lot of couples on all of our ships it's not just a few i mean there is a good chunk of the people cruising that are adults only i think it surprised a lot of people listening, and I think Brian's right. It's the service, the attention to detail, the entertainment. There's so many fun things to do. It's not just for kids. Though I am afraid that if I were to plan an adult-only cruise, I would have three kids sneaking into bags, and since my kids are small, they probably wouldn't they would, make it. They would fit, Derek. I thought when we started planning our Alaska cruise, it was adult-only, and then I found out our kids were going. And then when we started planning our Mediterranean cruise, I thought that was adult-only, and then I found out, no, the kids were indeed going. So I've been foiled. Uh, I've tried to become a McKnight kid a couple times. It's it's a rough life they have. So when we did a big family group cruise with my parents and my sister and her husband and daughter and then my brother and his partner, um, my brother, who's not around kids very often, uh, he said to quote, 
I'd rather poke my eyeball out with a fork than go on a Disney cruise. So he was like <laughs> adamantly against it um, because he's like, I'm going to get diseases from all the children. And then he had a friend that told him how amazing it was as adult only. And then, of course, he's like, OK, we'll see. So he went and then like he had a great time. We only saw him at dinner. Basically, I mean, they they essentially had an adult only cruise other than dinner. We had to come and like make fun of my daughters for only eating yellow foods and like trying to get Alden to test, you know, escargot and all kinds of weird food. He'd lick it and make funny faces. But other than that, it was an adult only cruise for him. And he enjoyed that significantly. And that started with uh, I'd rather poke my eyeball with a fork. So they won him over. Well, I think you make a really you make a really good point. They are really good at corralling kind of there's they're almost good at corralling the adults a little bit you, you mm -hmm. talk about in terms of corralling the kids but the adult areas are so segregated from a lot of the other activities on the ship that i mean it's like you cross the boundary into the adult areas and suddenly that you can't hear the deck party anymore that's going on you know mm -hmm. it's you've got all these spaces where you can kind of go that are adult only safe havens and then you know they take the families and they kind of have special activities for them you know, special activities for the adults special activities for the kids so i think if you can just sort of go adult only and spend your time in those adult areas, it, 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 it feels like you're on a cruise with just other adults a lot of the time, but you still get that kind of sometimes that kid-like magic that's going on around mm -hmm. you with the, the Disney experience. So the, the whimsy. Well, let's talk more about some of those adult only experiences that you can do on DCL. Doug, what are some of your favorites? Oh, you're going to start with me, huh? Yeah, well, Brian just talked, That's and then true. I'm boomeranging right. to you. All right, well, it's getting back to you. Um, I want to say Palo is one adult-only oh, experience. I'm, I know that's the softball. It was coming right down the middle of the plate. I thought I'd hit it. Um, but it's it's pretty simple. It's adult-only all the time, whether you're there just with adults. You can you know lose your kids. But it's one of those things that I love the brunch because um, during the lunchtime, if you're a day at sea or like in Nassau, it's – it's really nice. It's a good escape from the hecticness of the rest of the cruise. Sit down for a couple hours and eat way too many calories. Uh, and like they always make me my special desserts that won't kill me, which is nice allergy-wise because their dessert table mostly kills me. Um, so Palo, it's one of those adult-only things that uh, makes it special. I'll have a, a less obvious answer when you get back around to me. So, okay. All right, Brian, you're up. Honestly, our favorite thing is um, either Skyline on the Fantasy or Meridian uh, to go have a to go have a drink. Um, it is it is just nice to be able to go sit and relax and have a drink and not be worrying about our son or being you know trying to entertain him. And so we love Skyline. We love the drinks in Skyline. We love the atmosphere in Skyline. And uh, Meridian's probably our second favorite uh, favorite bar. And on the adults-only cruises, we end up making this like circuit through the various different bars in the evening. We'll go someplace to have a drink before dinner, and then we'll uh, like Skyline, and then we'll go to Meridian after dinner and go to Cove Cafe and have a you know a drink over there. So it's it's kind of nice to just bar hop around the different adult uh, bars that are available. Nice, Derek. All right. Well, I'm going to hit up. I'm going to piggy bank the bars a little bit. I do love the bars. Uh, O'Gill's, the Irish pub mm. on the Disney Magic. I really mm -hmm. love that one. So got a cocktail down there. But then I'm also going to move over to the adult pools. There is an adult pool on every ship. 
And except for the scavenger hunt, which we ran right through that one with my kids, Doug, it is a great place to uh, be. And there, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, very few people even go to it, even the adults only. I feel like it's just uh, very secluded. And so that's a great place to go as well. And they have another bar right there if you need a cocktail. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, in Walt Disney World or Disneyland, Walt wanted a trash can so many steps apart, right? Like people only write 40 feet before there's a trash can. DCL, the theory is they'll only walk 40 feet before another bar. So you got to always have to have that bar handy. Um, one one thing that I think, if it's back to me, the uh, the tastings and the mixology classes are really good. Oh, good call. Um, it's a good way if you're on a little bit stricter budget to get some drinking in for less because you can get a bunch of drinks for less money than if you were to sit down at the bar. And the mixology class is kind of fun, especially if you go with friends, you know, that if you're there with a group of adults, the mixology can be really fun. Or if you join a Facebook group and make friends and do the mixology class, we've done that before with a Facebook group and it it got pretty wild in there. Um, So the mixology classes are fun Granted, I don't do them a lot because I'm a lightweight. So my idea of really good fun is sitting next to guest services on a day where, like, the weather's bad and listening to people complain to guest services about what, that would be something what they're you would do. entitled to. Like, it's fantastic people watching. The Star Wars Day at Sea, the inaugural one, oh, my gosh, people were losing it. And the poor guest service people were taking the brunt of everything and so i just sat in those chairs there and listened and listened and that's not really adult only though but it's definitely not something you do with kids listen to complaints i'm i'm gonna piggyback on that uh one of my favorite things i hear on both the like the dcl boards and and facebook and even on our cruises where is the casino <laughs> there's no casinos on disney cruise line so that's something that i know adults like it's, to do it's in port you don't get that <laughs> Yeah, you got to go to port to get those. So something not on a Disney cruise ship that some people, I guess, do not know yet. Brian, do you got it's another actually, one? Well, I was going to say that the <coughs> casino thing is the reason why we prefer to go on DCL mm-hmm. adults only than other other cruise lines, frankly. Because uh, we've been on cruise lines that have that casino and all paths to get anywhere on the ship yeah. somehow lead you through the yeah. casino. Magic. And, uh, yeah, and it's the one place on the ship that you can still usually smoke indoors. And so it's just like, we're just kind of like, oh, uh, like I just walked through this cloud. I'm trying to get from the pool to my room or wherever it is. And uh, so we really appreciate that the Disney cruises don't have them on there. Um, yeah. And it's also, uh, it's also fun, uh, to your point, to go to some of the activities on the ship just as adults only when you know normally you'd have to be watching your kid entertaining your kid but instead you can just kind of step back and do the people watching because the people watching between dinner seatings on uh specialty sea days uh at different parties it's amazing um and we love to just go watch the people and if our kid was if, if our son was there we'd have to uh we'd have to be entertaining him the whole time we wouldn't be able to see what was going on so parenting getting in the way again <laughs> we love our son he's been on he's he's not quite gold castaway in the club, but he's he's got three cruises under his belt himself. So he's he's doing all right then. Yeah, yeah, he's good. In two years' time, you yeah, said, he's, so that's, he's yeah. pretty good. Well, I got yeah. another one. If if you want another one, Derek, go for it, Doug. I think the adult only shows that are in like the tube or fathoms, the or evolution, the nightclub, 
are really good. Yeah. They're not all necessarily like when I when a lot of people think adult only shows on a cruise ship, they think of something like dirty or raunchy. Yeah, very dirty. Um, and I like the fact that ninety percent are just slightly different. Like there may be a word in it, you know, that made it adult only, or there's a little bit of content. So, you know, I really like those. Um, you know, we saw. We usually try to go to all those adult only ones, unless of course we like see their regular show. And we're like, yeah, we're good. You know, we don't we don't need to go see that ventriloquist again ever. You know, or a magician. There's a few that we were good not seeing, but there's been some where the adult only show. We almost feel bad that our kids can't come watch it because it's, it's just a little more upbeat, a little more intense, and real close in that small venue. So yeah, we had one adult only show where the uh, juggler. Uh, he's like, well, this is the adult only show. He started like, so I'm just going to say a bad word and then we're good. And then I'm going to go on with the show. So that was, it was hilarious. So, yeah, I but, did take my, uh, one year old to an adult only show. He was asleep on my shoulder and they let me in. Oh, uh, they should, they should have kicked you out, Derek. They I would have been mad. Was... I would have been like, get that kid out of here. I just was walking by and I don't think anyone cared. And it was like more very, but I agree. It was yeah. clean humor. It yeah. was, it was great. So, um. Yeah, no, those are great shows. Anything else, Brian? Well, I was just going to say the adult game shows along the same line at night that are mm-hmm. they're, they're a lot of fun. The, the participant yes. ones, you know, like the 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 match your mate and that yep. type of stuff. It it ends up being a lot of fun, and it's it's so late at night. There's no way, you know, there's no way my five year old son's going to go. But you know, it's also just nice to be there without kids, and that yeah, those do just, get a little uh, a little they're a little dirtier. Say, so. It, yeah. depends on the depends on the people on stage we've been at one where it's like yes. did she really just say that to her father-in-law okay <laughs> that is not something i'd share but then there's other ones where it's like pretty mild it's more disney-esque but yeah those shows are good too and um i don't know the dance parties they do afterwards i've never i've never stayed to dance i guess i'm not a not a dancer not a dancer doug you don't got the moves i do not I'm nothing like Jagger. I'll say the most bizarre, the most bizarre adult activity we did on the ship was the we 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 stayed behind for the silent DJ party. Oh, that nice! Was, that was very strange. <laughs> Especially when people are pulling the same dance moves, and you can tell from the headphones you're listening to different channels, and you're like, "How is it that we're dancing at the same speed but listening mm-hmm. to different music?" So yeah, that's concerning. <laughs> for those that don't know, a silent DJ dance party thing is uh, everybody's wearing headphones that have different channels so there's no music playing in the venue you're just listening to the music so you dance to your own beat of your own music so everybody's doing different stuff beats are all different it's just that's really fun to sit back and watch because basically people look like they're seizuring at different times (laughs) or they could be really good dancers i'm assuming you're the seizuring one doug uh, if you dance, no, I'm like the not even seizuring because I don't move enough to seizure. Oh, seizure. got it. People with seizures have more moves than I do. Derek. I feel like a Patreon episode needs to be you dancing. Nope. We even get one dollar. <laughs> we would lose type patrons with that. One. Okay. Okay. All right. If you say so, if you have something you're interested in, patrons, let us know. All right. Might have to make a special level for that one. That's a level so, negative no one, dollars. No, no one said spa. <laughs> For because I've never done any of the spa services. I was, I was just thinking that like it, the spa is an adult only activity. I mean, because I mean, yeah, you can check your kids into the kids club and, and go to the spa for sure. But in an adult only cruise, going to the spa and knowing okay that wave phone is not going to be ringing anytime soon for me to come pick my kid up from the kids club. 
uh, it's a different different level of relaxation <laughs> able to go into the spa with that uh, or go hang out in a couple of hours uh, for a couple of hours in the uh, the rainforest room. Some of the spa things kind of creep me out, though. They, like, do liposuction and all sorts of stuff on the spa. <laughs> they don't anymore. do liposuction. Not <laughs> really. They do, like, cool sculpting yes, cool and all sculpting 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 sorts of things. Yes. Yeah, don't get your teeth bleached on a cruise ship, people. Just <laughs> FYI, it's not a good idea. Since it makes your teeth sensitive and you're on the ship to eat. Think about it. Poor decision. Oh, good job. Go back to your local dentist, yeah. PSA, for Doug, and yeah. get your teeth whitened by him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, the spa. We're not big spa people. Michelle will go occasionally. I have never been to the spa. I'd rather take a nap. I think everybody that listens regularly understands that. I don't think anybody's... Does nap? Yeah, I even nap on well, cruise ships if I can. Well, speaking of naps, Doug, let's talk about adults only with staterooms, dining, and stuff like that. How does that affect, if you're going just, you guys, maybe you want to get away from all the kids on board, how does it affect where uh, Michelle might place you? Well, as far as placing me, I think we're still early diners because we're just, we like the dinner and a show sort of scenario. Oh, Brian, do you do late dining when you're adult only or early dining? Do you have a preference that changes based off that? Yeah, we're we're definitely early dining when our son's with us and late dining when it's just the two of us. So that makes sense. Sure. I think a lot of is the late dining more adults than kids or do most of the kids disappear with the kids club throughout the middle of it? Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like late dining is a lot of kids who eat really fast and then get sucked up by the, the kids club for sure. Uh, we like the late dining because it's like you eat. And then you're going to get a drink and you're heading straight into the kind of the, the adult entertainment for the evening. And you got enough time between shore excursion, uh, you know, hanging out by the pool to go see the show, have a drink, go have dinner, go into your nighttime activities. But with our son, it's a non-starter. We have to eat. We have to eat early. Yeah, it's a little more relaxed pace than you'd say doing the late dining. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the late dining is definitely, I think, more relaxed um, to the point where some nights you're like, man, are we going to make it to that, that show? But we, we just we prefer it. We like to have that kind of extended time, especially I feel like on a cruise when you're you've just been eating so much during the day. Like, you know, it's just like some days you have brunch and you're like, I can't eat again for many, many hours. So I'd rather wait until late dining. Well, I'm still full, full from Palo right now. And that was months <laughs> ago. So. Yeah, Doug has yeah, an, sure. an extra stomach that comes on the cruise with I him. I do. It's just like an extra little thing I carry. No. So how about stateroom choice? When you're picking your stateroom, if you're going adults only or with the kids, does it affect what you book? Or you kind of book the same thing no matter what? We tend to, if we're going adult only, we always look for a room that's in the forward part of the ship because it has the quickest access to what we feel like are like the daytime adult areas because you can go you know straight up the stairs you're in the spa you're in the adult pool you're at cove cafe um and so if it's the two of us we look for like as high a deck as we can get forward makes uh, sense and we love the we love the ocean view stateroom so that's that's where we're looking if it's us we'll still sometimes book in that category because we like the ocean view stateroom uh it's probably our preferred stateroom but we we feel a lot more flexibility in terms of like, we'll go to the middle of the ship and get a, you know, a veranda family room or something like that for the, uh, for the cruise. If, if, uh, if our son's with us, because we don't feel like, well, we're going to always be accessing these adult areas. So. 
Makes sense. It makes sense. And when, with our kids, we like to stay aft so that when we send our kids to get drinks for everybody, I mean, <laughs> i.e. me, um, that we're right below the drink station. So um, being below the adult only area complicates them getting drinks for me. You know, in the evening, we don't want them walking through that pool area to go get me my Diet Coke. It's important. Well, I'd, say, I'd say if Coke. Cove Cafe is like our most visited adult spot on the ship by far. And so, you know, we're, we're powering through a coffee punch card at least nice. two or three times a, a cruise. So close proximity. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I rope drop Starbucks at the park all the time. So I got to get to Cove Cafe in the morning or I'm non-functional. Is, See, other people yeah, do it. Joe, yeah. back to the mouse listening right now. Yep. Yep. He's in good company. Um, we know he's not alone. Um, now, the Cove Cafe, the one thing I wish they had in there was a fountain drink station. That would be fantastic. An adult-only fountain drink. It would just be nice. Maybe a maybe different flavor. The, maybe they can serve the Beverly in there for you. Oh. <laughs> I like it. That's a new, yeah, yeah. new place to get to Beverly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that we need that. Maybe, but uh, maybe they put a sign on there that says Beverly, but really it's like, some sort of alcoholic beverage that comes out. Beverly mixed with rum. Mm, Still now we're bad. talking. Ah, could you <laughs> no, imagine? That'd be. I I can't fun. actually. The Beverly's that bad. There's I, nothing you could cut it with. Yeah, I had my last Beverly, and I thought maybe it's not that bad. And then the aftertaste nope. kicks in. I'm like, nope, I'm good. And to the trash it went. All right. Pour one out for Epcot. I got it. Yep. So. All right. Well, I, I do love Cove Cafe, by the way. I've had one of the best coffee drinks I've ever had in my life at Cove Cafe. It was like the slow drip, uh, cold press coffee. It was amazing and kept me up for the day. So, so better than what you get at All Star Sports? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or still. Pop Century when we were there together? Like, yeah, that one too. No, the All Star out... Sports one, they couldn't figure out my drink. Or they never heard of iced coffee before, even though it was on the sign, iced coffee, and they ended up. Dr- like brewing coffee and then pouring it over icy <laughs> ice melted. It was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Uh, we talked about that on my trip report mm-hmm. that time. But that was yeah. a good one. I mean, the Cove Cafe, they understand coffee and they'll make it perfect every time. I agree. That one's a good one to rope drop. Excellent. Well, let's talk some excursions. So if you're going adult only, how does that play a role in the excursions you select? So it's, I think it's huge because we, um, we definitely do excursions. I mean, our son's five, so it's a, maybe a little bit different for us, but it definitely plays a role in the excursions we pick. So like this 11 night cruise, I mean, we did, we did zip lining, um, uh, a canopy tour zip lining. Uh, we did an all day on a catamaran, which we probably wouldn't have done with our son. Um, whereas when he's with us, we've done things like, you know, like a, you know, dolphin adventure or something like that. Um, we've been looking like, so when he's not with us, we look at activities I think are, are probably more physical, um, or, you know, might be a little scary for him to be doing on his own. Um, it was actually a big factor than we were going to go on an Alaska cruise next year. And it was like a huge factor of, do we, do we go with him or without him? And, uh, we're talking to a friend and he said, you know, the, the types of excursions you would do in Alaska would probably vary, um, significantly if he were there, um, just from the standpoint, our son is also a little bit, um, of a special needs kid. Um, not, not from a mobility standpoint or anything like that, but, 
um, he gets, he would, he would have a lot of, um, fears, um, to get over, to do things like a helicopter ride and things like that. So we, for us, it is a big deal. Uh, what kind of short excursions we will book, uh, if he's with us versus not. And a lot of those short excursions have age requirements too. And so there's some that you can't even book with a five-year-old or three-year-old or four-year-old. Because Derek, you won't ever get to do an exciting score excursion because you have a two-year-old. That's, that's it'll be true. Two forever. Well, and I'm thinking, well, I, I, well no, because oh, we're done won't. having kids. Okay. And so one day he will grow up. Uh, but I've been wondering, when are we going to get on the Disney Wonder? Because that's not really family of five friendly price-wise. No. And that might be a couples-only mm-hmm. Alaska all the fun shore excursions one that we do. So if I think if we did one, that would be where I'd want to do it. Makes sense. Cause yeah, the family of five rooms on the classic ships skyrocket in price compared to the dream class ships. Cause there's just not as many. And the wonder just got a dry dock. Speaking of it, I saw some pictures uh, the other day of what they did with the promenade lounge. They turned it into a new Orleans square type of thing. I don't know if you've seen pictures of that yet or not, but it's pretty cool. New Orleans-themed area, bar area, and that leads you right to Tiana. So it's like the theming kind of came down the hallway. Ah, that was Does neat. it still have a little kids' play area type thing in there? I did not see any pictures of that, Derek. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Toddler time may have moved somewhere else. Or they just don't want you to bring your toddler. Well, good thing the next cruise we have, he'll be three. No toddler, then. He's a preschooler, yeah, officially. And we will drop all three kids off and have as much adult time only as we can <laughs> on board. Because you can have adult-only time with kids. Anyway, getting back to the excursions, what other things do we look at doing? What about Castaway Key? Well, that's, that's huge, yeah, because you can easily go to Serenity Bay. And if you can go to Serenity Bay, you do go to Serenity Bay. It's not really a should we go to Serenity Bay. It's a when do we go to Serenity Bay. How fast can we get to Serenity Bay? So, like, yeah. Do you stop, go down the water slide, like, twice before you go to Serenity Bay, or are you straight there, Brian? No. I mean, well, this so this time was the – the first time our friend had us do the uh, the water slide, so we went and we were like, "This is amazing." We got off the ship, went straight there, did it a couple times, yeah, and then made a beeline for Serenity Bay. Our last cruise, we only got a couple hours on Castaway Key before they had to shut it down because some thunderstorms ah. rolled in, so they sort of evacuated us all back to, onto the ship. We got we got through lunch at uh, that Serenity Bay barbecue and spent mm-hmm. a few hours on the uh, on the adult beach and that. Yeah, I Serenity Bay, an adults-only cruise, like, yeah, stop, do the water slide, but then make a beeline for Serenity Bay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's the appropriate game plan. Definitely get a couple runs in down the slide, and then you go relax, and you eat lunch over there. That way you're not eating with everybody else. And they claim the food is better over there. I don't know. I think it just tastes better because you're, like, separated from everyone else. You're not having to take care of the kids. I only have to get eat. my tray of food, which is what I do now anyway. And actually, it's what I did back then, too. Michelle just had to feed three kids. I fed myself. But anyway, I don't have to feel guilty for not helping with the kids. I'll say I'll say best day we had on Castaway Key was our first cruise. We were sailing with a, uh, two friends who were uh, platinum. And they managed to score a cabana on Serenity Bay 
and it was the, that's like winning the lottery oh it was and there were six of us uh adults only on this cruise we went to this cabana and i think we were the last people to leave the i mean like they yeah. pulled the little golf cart up and they drove us all the way back to the ship and like put us on and then they were sailing that's away. hilarious so, that's yeah we we it was amazing <laughs> if you don't get told to leave the cabana you did not cabana correctly that's that my correct. we yeah, that when we had a cabana they were like um Looking at the time, you need to start rounding. We didn't get the golf cart back. Well, they did take my mother back, though. Yeah, they gave some of us a ride. They, like, looked at us and, like, yeah, you guys get in. You guys can walk. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the cabanas are pretty amazing with or without kids. But they are easier to score on Serenity Bay. So if you're platinum, you have a better chance of getting that than you do a family cabana. All those concierge people soak up the family cabanas real quick. So, yeah. So let's uh, look at the other side of the coin. What are some drawbacks to doing uh, Disney Cruise Line as adult only? Like, what is the downside of leaving? You would have to listen to your kids whine as soon as you got (laughs) home, and you better have brought them like 19 souvenirs. Okay, so that's Especially one. your guys' kids are all like super gold and platinum kids. They don't get souvenirs. Okay. Yeah, because you take them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, from my from my standpoint, the biggest drawback is that you, in some ways, to cruise on Disney, you are paying a premium, and part mm-hmm. of at least part of that premium is to support kind of those kids' activities and the kids' clubs and the quality, you know, that that provides for you to be able to bring your child, drop them off and still have adult time. And so when you don't bring your child, you're, you know, potentially feels like, well, I'm losing that value, right? Like mm-hmm. that value proposition around the kids club and the kids activities is not something I can take advantage of. That said, you know, my wife, without our son, my wife is still running around trying to get signatures from every character on an 11 night cruise. And she's just not going to get that, you know, on the other cruise lines. Like there's, yeah. there's a, a a portion of the premium you're paying that's going to the the service, the quality, but also the whimsy of being on a Disney cruise. So, you, you know, you're going to pay that either way. Um, but I could see a drawback being, you know, at least part of that premium is for all those kids' activities. And if you don't have a kid with you, you're not you're not taking advantage of. It, so, yeah, one of the the drawbacks for me is one of the the theater shows. I can't remember the name right now i think it might be believe but i could be wrong the one where they sing what makes the garden grow and there's the girl and the dad that doesn't pay attention to her until like the end is very cats in the cradle so the first cruise we went on is adult only and of course that's the last night and i'm sitting there going like oh my gosh i'm ignoring my children i left it at home and here i am and this stupid show made me feel guilty for leaving my kids at home um, as I looked around with all these other families having family quality time and my kids are like with grandma and grandpa at home, just waiting for us to come back and save them. That's their words, not mine, but yeah. So the, the Disney cruise line making me feel guilty for, for leaving at home. Otherwise that's pretty much the only negative I can come up with as uh, <laughs> very few. But yeah, my wife meeting all the characters. That's the other drawback is when it's just us. She makes me meet them with her, and then like when it's awkward the awkward kid- hug, yeah. pictures, she sends them to me. I love posting those. I'm just glad you don't post them all. 
I've posted some good ones. Follow us on Instagram at Rope Drop Radio. Yeah, Shout you, out to that. You put a really awkward picture of me on Instagram after the food and wine with me and Alex. Appreciate that. Yes, check that out. Go to that tag and uh, and like us and or follow uh, us. Yeah, there you go. yeah. So I was like, this is the only picture I had of both of you at food and wine. We're awkwardly eating something off a trash can. It's beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. One of my favorite pictures of all time. Uh, yeah, a pretty low standard of favorite pictures then. Anything that makes you look awkward is a favorite picture of mine, Doug. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, Derek. All right. Any, any other negatives of cruising without kids? I mean, that's, yeah, uh, it's the guilt. That's the guilt for me. The guilt? That's a tough one. But I get over it pretty quick by, you know, relaxing and not hearing them complain. And I get to pick what movie I watch off demand or on demand. See, I, I, I got over the guilt. I told my wife, I said, uh, you know, when he turns 18... Uh, he's he's out of here. He's 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 going on to bigger, better things. Uh, but you and I, you know, we have to live together for the rest of our lives. So we, we might as well enjoy each other's company because uh, uh, if we if we don't, we, we've got a real problem when he turns mm-hmm. 18. So there you go. The, the, I mean, this is this is our one time of the year to just enjoy each other's company and make sure that we're still kind of OK as a couple. So makes sense. There we go. All, All right. right. Well, All right. I think we're ready for the lightning round. Lightning round. All right. Well, with any first-time guest, we do the lightning round. This is where uh, Brian here has to answer with his favorite Disney, Pixar, whatever it may be under the Disney umbrella, which has gotten a lot bigger over the years. Um, and here we go. Are you ready, Brian? Oh, we do I keep am. score. We keep score, but we don't always, you know, know how. All right. <laughs> there, there are no wrong answers, but there are incorrect ones. All right. Favorite Disney movie? Uh, Ratatouille. Well, I don't know that we've we gotten that, that one. one. That's, a, no. that's, a, that's a good choice. All right. Favorite Disney character? Uh, Baymax. Mm, I like I do that. Like his, yeah, he's a solid choice. Favorite Disney villain? So he's not purely the villain of the movie, but I'm going to go back to Ratatouille and say Anton Ego. Yeah, he's the villain. Yeah. yeah. No villain's ever really a villain. They're just misunderstood. All right. Um, favorite Disney song? Uh, it's got to be You're Welcome from uh, uh, Moana. Oh. The Rock. That's a good yeah. one. Song. Yeah. I'm yeah, a big I, believer. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson makes any movie better, uh, in my opinion. But... I agree. He <laughs> let you listen to the show. I agree with that. Um, yeah, so I have You're Welcome as a text tone. That I use for very special people. <laughs> I won't name any names. Not Derek. No. Okay. Not now <laughs> I wonder what mine is because I think I text you more than anyone. Well, no, I don't know that I have a special one for you. Well, now I feel now sad I, about this. Well, let's just say it this way: like my mother-in-law has a special one. It's uh, Phantom Menace. Um, they're. Duel of the Fates from Phantom Menace. Oh, well, I yeah. didn't see it should be. My it's a trap. Has, yeah, it should be. My mom has a you know um, the Imperial March. Uh, yeah, it's it's usually the the like ugh, they're texting me that the people that have the the special text tones. All right, back to the list. Favorite Disney park. All right, this is where my West Coast uh, comes out. I'm going to say California Adventure. Wow. I think that's another first. Yeah, it is. All right, favorite classic attraction. You define classic. So it's going to be one that's not around anymore, but it was near and dear to my heart. It was Captain EO. 
that is a first for sure. That is yeah, not just, Yeah, what what part of Captain EO makes it so enjoyable? The the Michael Jacksonness of it or just everything? I think it was just everything about it. And okay. it's, you know, when it is for me as it's a it's a memory. Uh like okay. we, so I lived in Southern California when I was in high school and we would go up there on resident rates that I don't remember what they were, but it probably felt something like ten dollars to get in the park for the day. And uh, we would always hit up Captain Neo and we would just watch it several times throughout the day and several times throughout the, you know, we go to the park many, many weekends out of the year. So uh, okay. it's just a memory. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Favorite modern attraction. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with Soren, but Soren over California. That's the only Soren. That's the like better one. acceptable yep. answer. So good choice. Uh, favorite Disney resort. Resort again. I'm gonna go with my West Coast roots and say the Grand Californian. That's that's a tough one to beat. Gonna be honest for people that haven't been to Disneyland and haven't stayed on property, they just don't understand that answer because it's pretty spectacular. All right, favorite counter service restaurant. So uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Ronto Roasters in Galaxy's Edge. Wow. Do you like the breakfast or the regular one? No, just the yeah, the regular lunch dinner time Ronto don't, wrap is what don't need the egg. Things. Don't need no. the egg in there. Okay. No. I think I like the egg a little better. I think that's what I decided this last time. I've eaten it several times. I think I'm I've settled on the egg. I don't know what's wrong with me. Favorite table service restaurant. Uh, so I'm going to go with, we just ate there the last trip we were on, uh, Disney world, uh, Morimoto Asia in Disney Springs. Good choice. Favorite, this is most important by the way, favorite Disney snack. The churro. That's the West coast. Yep. The churro. Yeah. He's definitely a West coaster. The churro. Yeah. The churro. Churro. Any of the specialty churros that you like, or you just the classic? Just the classic. I don't. I don't want a specialty one. But those churros and so I've had a churro in California, and I've had one in Walt Disney World, and the ones Not in California. The yeah, they're so much yeah. better. Yeah. Do you do the chocolate dip, or just plain? No, just cinnamon. Yeah, I get. I usually yeah. just get one every trip. <laughs> yeah, Alden claims that the ones at Disney World need the dip. The ones at Disneyland don't. So that's an eleven-year-old boy that. talking. I mean, oh, wow. they know everything. <laughs> it does. All right. Uh, favorite Disney drink. <laughs> so it's not a Disney drink, but um, I am a coffee drinker. And so if I don't have a cold brew coffee in the morning from Starbucks, uh, I'm toast. So I rope drop Starbucks at the park, grab my coffee, and then we hit our first ride. It's a good thing he's not staying at All Star, Derek, or Pop, or wherever. We well, no, he'd still have to get Starbucks. So yeah, we still got to get him in the park. All right. Yeah. We're going to do a little, uh, a couple cruise questions. Favorite cruise ship. Uh, definitely the fantasy. Uh, it's hard to argue. Favorite port of call. That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with um, St. Thomas. And it's because that's where uh, our favorite beach is in the Caribbean, which is uh, Megan's Bay beach. Mm, Megan's Bay. It is hard to beat Megan's Bay. And uh, last but not least bucket list trip. So that's gotta be um, all, what is it? All six parks is kind of my bucket list and, and legitimately do it in like one trip. So I, um, where I work, we can become eligible for a couple months off, uh, paid. 
And um, if I ever get that benefit, I might plan a Disney trip where we park hop from park to park. <laughs> Around the world. Around the world, yeah. Nice. I wish my job had that. Right? I would definitely take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Or work remotely from a Disney park. I've heard people do that. They'll just go to Disney World for or Disneyland for a few hours and work on their laptop. Why not? I cannot even imagine. I can't even not even imagine trying to find a way to work from Disney Disneyland. <laughs> oh, I definitely could not. I'd be too distracted. I'm too uh, extroverted for that. But there are people. Eric, you need blinders to do that. You can't even walk down the sidewalk at Disney without getting distracted. That's true. That's, uh, yeah, I'm not, well, technically when we go on our rope drop trips, we are working, quote, end quote, totally. for our spouses and family. Absolutely. If, Doug, maybe one day we'll do a uh, Disney cruise, just you and I, rope drop radio style, and invite all of our listeners and Patreons on. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, that concludes the lightning round. The lightning round. So, awesome. Well, thank job. you so much, Brian, for not only joining us, but also supporting the show through our Patreon. And of course, if you want to find out more about Patreon, visit our Patreon site. It's in the show notes. But again, Brian, thank you for being uh, a guest on Rope Dropper Radio. Loved it. Thanks for having me. And you can find Brian on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle, Brian? Oh, yeah, you're going to really test my knowledge. I, think I am. I'm not beef lock on Twitter. I use, yeah. it so, I use it only when I'm at the parks. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's rare that I use it, but yeah, I think I'm at the clock. I do. I do love seeing some of your posts when you're at the parks. Uh, it is at Brian flock. At Brian flock. Yeah. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes too. Click that and give him a follow. There you go. I think that is it all the time. So I guess if you want to book a Disney cruise, whether it be adults only, or if you feel guilty, like I would, and you want to bring your kids, you have to let Michelle McKnight, she'll figure it all out for you. She'll tell you where to stay and what to do. And her email is in the show notes. And she is great with Disney Cruise and, of course, all things Disney. But again, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you to all of our Patreons. But for Doug, I'm Derek, and you've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.